Welcome back, I'm Kim Bailey, she's Juliana Osborne and this is Inside Exec. Today we're going to take a look at the first of our scenarios and I'll let Juliana introduce it. This scenario looks at a person who was just recently promoted to their current role. When I say recently, it hasn't been quite 12 months yet and in the meantime they came across an opportunity that is in another area and the dilemma is should they take up this fantastic opportunity or not? Interesting that they haven't been in the, their new role or, or their current role for fully 12 months. So they haven't really seen a cycle in terms of work. We look at, well I particularly look at living in a new house. You should always live in a new house for 12 months to see it in every season of the year before you make a decision about changing anything in that particular environment. And I guess in a work situation we should look at the same thing. Is really you need to know what the cycle of work is before you know when you have seen the baseline of that activity or that work group or that work or that organisation. For my mind, firstly looking at that scenario, I would think that it's too soon and that really you have to look at why you are looking at other opportunities or why this other opportunity appeals to you and, and dig a bit deeper than this is a good opportunity I should go for it. Why is it interesting to you is what I'd be looking at first of all. I agree with all of that and but sometimes it's not that clear cut because there might be something that you really, really, really wanted for a long time and it hasn't come up, but this came up. So again, exactly what Kim said is super important for the person to satisfy themselves that they didn't just butterfly through, been there, done that, but you really haven't. <laughs> and the other thing is, is to say, well, what do I want to achieve? What do I, I want to be remembered for? And you might get up and being remembered for the wrong reasons. In a lot of cases, I think we a bit seduced by the offer in the sense that, okay, I was asked uh, to put my name down for this current role and now somebody else is headhunting me, so I must be good <laughs> and I must follow that, otherwise I might regret it. And yeah, another, it another opportunity yeah. won't come up. They won't ask yes. me again because I say no to this one. And that's really dangerous trap to fall into because they're not looking out for your career. You're the only one that can look out for your career. So you shouldn't allow other people to make career decisions or influence career decisions for you unless you've thought through the implications and the situation very, very carefully yourself. So, for example, you, you've got this thing that you really wanted but your sensible self says, no, I haven't achieved what I came here to achieve. I want to do it right. I want to learn from it. The thing is to do then is to how to handle, no, thank you for now. Thanks for thinking of me. Thank you for asking me to compete. I know this is a key role for the organisation. And be honest, say, it's really, really what I want, but it's wrong of me not to do my job that I competed for and just been there less than 12 months and I want to do that for myself as well as for the organisation. Then having said that, just say I really want to be considered for future opportunities, please keep me in mind. Um, Kim is I'm holding her I'm head like I'm doing something wrong. What is it Kim? <laughs> the one thing I was going to say was please don't say at the end of it I really want to be considered every time for the next opportunity because to my mind, if I'm the person asking you 
to apply for this and you say no and you give me all the reasons why you're not ready to take it on at this point in time, I respect you up to this point. But if you then say to me that trite little, but please consider me next time, it's like the letter you get that says, you weren't successful on this occasion, but we'll consider you for the next time round. You know that it's just the softener for what you've said beforehand. I, I really believe that there's no point in saying it and that it can be detrimental rather than advantageous in saying it. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's an interesting point of view. I don't agree with it. <laughs> Naturally. It's, um, oh, we haven't had a disagreeing podcast for months. <laughs> that's right. So we just got to keep it spicy, I guess. Now, the reason I say that is because I was about to add the reason why I'm not doing it now and justification yes <laughs> um, and also the fact that I will come to the role in the future whether it's in two years time plus much richer for the current experience I would have grown more and produced more good results and therefore I want to keep more the relationship than the role itself on hold for me I would want to say to the person I appreciate it and I'm always going to be looking for improvement in my career and growth and right now I've got to do it where I am. That sort of angle. Full stop. No more. Don't say any more. <laughs> it just concerns me that you're dealing in, in that situation where someone comes to you and says, would you apply for this? It's taken effort on their part to invite you to do this. They, they aren't asking you because they expect you to say no. So your response is going to come as something of a surprise to them. They will take it personally. It, yeah, that just might be their makeup is that they feel that they've made a mistake by asking you. They failed. They've somehow changed the relationship by asking you and by you saying no. So I think it's a very, very fine line. And I firmly believe that if you state your case and say why you're not prepared to take it on at this point in time, that that is the professional and executive and managerial thing to do rather than, than sound, like, sound too apologetic at the end of it and try and soften the blow by saying the but clause at the end, you know, the but or however or... And all that they hear, all that people hear when you use those words is what you said at the end, what you said after that, not what all the things that came before that were the reasonable and right things to say. So you can hear from the different views is it's your choice and there are, I guess, consequences either way. So you choose whatever you think is best at that point in time and what you can live with. Yeah. Now, I'm just going to put a little bit of twist on the fact that all that's still relevant. However, it's the manager that you're reporting to right now come to you says, well, it's very noble of you and, and all of that. However, we really need you over in the other department as much as I hate having to get another person and train them and all of that. I, we really need you because this project requires a certain expertise that you have. And this is not about you. This is about the greater good, I guess, the, mm -hmm. the wider organisation. Mm -hmm. What are you going to say to that? <laughs> It reminds me of a situation that I was placed in when I came back from maternity leave. My manager at the time said, the job that you were doing before you left, even though you hadn't done it for very long and we were really happy with you doing it, that role, 
uh, it's not available. We're not opening it back up for you to take on when you come back to work. You have Your choices are this or this. Both choices were areas that I had never worked in before that I didn't particular that didn't particularly appeal to me and they didn't appeal to me for all the wrong reasons they didn't appeal to me because there was no one of them had no prestige in it at all and I was at a stage in my career where I had worked myself into up into positions that had some prestige and so I felt that I deserved the prestige that I had worked so hard to get and and that one of the offerings that that he suggested was not in that vein and the other one was a special project so I knew it was a limited period of time and that I would have to rethink what I wanted to do at the end of that period of time so a very difficult decision for me to make because I had to make a decision between two jobs that I didn't particularly want didn't appeal to me for a range of reasons and in the thought processes and in the decision making that went into to that situation I had to think about what I wanted to do longer term where I wanted to be and how much time I was prepared to commit to particular tasks that were going to be new to me so I had the, the new project which would, would have been a 12 month one and then I would have had to look for it elsewhere and so in looking for the next stage after that one I would have been justified in in saying people would look at it and not think that I had just jumped from one job to another because I'd gone from being on leave to go into a project to going into work but that can then look bad because you weren't prepared to come back from your leave and go into and to commit to something long term you just went to a project to see whether it would work out or how you felt about working and all of the negative things that were going with that or I could go into this other role that didn't have the prestige for me when I looked at it I didn't think there'd be a challenge in it it was certainly an area that was going to give me a particular type of experience that I hadn't had in the organisation previously in that I would have a large team responsible to me of very varying ages and the the function that the team performed was, was intrinsic to the rest of the work of the organisation. So it, it had importance in that sense, but it was never perceived as important by the broader organisation. So in the end, I chose that one. I chose the, the job that was going to challenge me more longer term. And I don't regret it. Not on any level do I regret it. It was hard. It was unpleasant at times. It didn't have the prestige that I thought I was due initially. But I managed to raise the profile of the group as a whole, which was more important than my own prestige I saw at the end of the time that I was there. And I really felt that I had done a good job because the team really appreciated me. When it came time for me to move on from that role, I really felt like I was tearing myself away, that it was a, a time and an experience that I could not have had any other way. The decision was literally forced on me. And in the end, weighing up all of the the negatives out of the situation rather than the positives for me gave me still the right decision in the long term. That's a good example of at many levels. One is that there's a lot of thought that went behind Kim's decision. Uh, she analysed the situation quite well. She was realistic and uh, as objective as anyone can be in those circumstances. But there's also another thing that stands out there for me and that is that 
opportunities are not always obvious. So, and they're not always the ones that you want. They're not yes. always what you would see as moving up the scale, moving outwards, and they're not pleasant opportunities. Sometimes it's it's between a rock and a hard place. So that the decision then for you at that time was the right one, mm. and in the long term it was very rewarding. And, and But it's also a reflection of how I work. I'm not a project person. I can't go mm-hmm. from one thing to the next. I really do like a long-term placement so that I can see multiple activities go from start to finish rather than single tasks. That's just my working method. But for others, I can see that going from project to project is going to suit them better and that they're always going to be more comfortable going from project to project. It might be that they work in a project and they get to a point where it's not the end of the project, but it's the end of where they can see their excitement and enthusiasm and commitment, so they do look for the next project to go on to. And if that's you, if that's your working environment, then you have to accept and promote and embrace that and always work that way. Don't try and fit yourself into a different mould because you think it's time that you look for a more longer-term career rather than just project to project. You know, If we look at the people who fit themselves into the consulting world... They're people who work project to project. They don't look long-term at an organisational framework and are comfortable in that. They're more comfortable with the project model. Back to the example of the person who would have seen the second offer as a good opportunity for them and where their manager said, no, it's for the good of the organisation for you to go there, what would you do in that circumstance? You could say... No, and and for the same reasons as you thought about before, I want to see results here, etc., etc. But you do have to think strategically and think about the organisation. It's got to be good for you and the organisation. So the question is, would that help me personally and the organisation? The answer is yes. So what's the downside? The downside is that I didn't achieve what... I didn't have enough time to achieve where I am. And the perception of other people, of me going and the team I'm working, they work for me and saying, oh, we just got to know you and you're moving on, you're putting yourself first. I think it's um, important to communicate the reasons behind that move, why at this point in time this area needs, it's got better priorities. That happens in everything we do, in business, in private. You have a plan, you have a good plan, and then something happens and priorities shift. And that's a reality. Again, I think we've talked about it in previous podcasts about being very clear about what your own goals are and that those can change and you have the the micro goals, the mini goals, the short-term goals, the long-term goals, that all of those things are reviewed constantly so that you don't come to a point where an opportunity does get presented to you and you don't know what to do. You don't, you don't have a process for working through that offer and seeing what the benefits are and what the drawbacks are. So in determining what is an opportunity, you have to keep a, a very open mind and talk to people a bit more about the job. Certainly in some cases my career progressed simply because other people 
were looking out and they could see a fit with me and a certain role that I could never see. Mm. Not because uh, for any reason, just I didn't think I was good enough to be, frankly, for some of them. And other people say, no, you can do it. So as we covered in other podcasts, the opportunity itself might look glossy on the outside and it might look they're quite the opposite. So take the time to analyse it and be and be honest with yourself in that analysis. As Kim said, in her case, she knew her style and what she likes. Another person might be either or or just project oriented. So in that sense, knowing yourself and what you like is good to it'll help you as one step of that clarification. The other thing is to remember, we don't always know, like you were mm-hmm. pretty good in knowing that at the time, but a lot of us don't know. I keep saying, well, that's what, if you remember back to sports and school days, when you're first starting off, there is, you try everything. So when you go into, stop laughing, kid. she's laughing at me because she didn't think I've overdone sports. That's, it, anyway. that's exactly it. Oh, here she is, the voice of authority. Remember back to your sporting days. I yes. was going to ask her which sports in particular was she talking about. Well, I was Sorry. actually thinking about the era of my daughter, so that you probably can relate to a bit more. When um, you were able to play, you know, softball, um, baseball, netball, and and soccer, and all sorts of sports, and, and indoor hockey. And I know she tried all of them, and I thought that was, I encouraged that. Try them, because you never played them before. Mm-hmm. And then she narrowed it down to three things she wanted to do. And, and I'm saying is, in your career, don't be afraid to try it, because it's not your natural fit, and it's not a comfortable or even understood style of work or, or areas. Because it, also yeah. in that situation, you might bring to to that position or that activity qualities that haven't been brought to that one before. You know, I've talked previously about looking at other industries and taking ideas from other industries. This is an example where you can, your qualities, your knowledge, your way of working can bring to a role something that hasn't been thought of or hasn't been experienced in that role before. So it shouldn't be a, a, shouldn't be a way of, of eliminating yourself from that position because you don't think you've got what it takes or anything to offer that position because you might have things to offer that position that no one's thought of before and no one's been able to do before. So when you look at the scenario when we started, whatever decision you make, it's not the right or wrong that we encourage you to think about. It's in, We're encouraging you to think about when deciding the impact. The impact your decision will have on you the impact on the people that you are working with and for, your team, the organisation and the new area. You've got to think about all of those and think it's going to be hard making the decision, but out of all of those, which ones will give me more immediate and long-term satisfaction and I can live with the act, with the results and which of these is going to be just negative. I'm going to say to my boss, I'm going whether you like it or not. I saw that opportunity. The other person think, okay, well, how long will I keep him for? He's butterflying or whatever the case may be. So I guess it's important to just weigh up all your options and decide for yourself because you're the one that have to live with it in the end. We've probably covered all that we need to cover in looking at that scenario, so I just want you to remember that if you need advice on which sporting activity to take up in the next six months or so, that you could email Fuliana. 
Oh yeah, please do because I know lots of people that know lots about sport, and I can actually um, refer you to the right person. She's the expert resource. She she has resources that are experts in every field. Yeah. Well, that's all for today. I'm Kim Bailey. She's Juliana Osborne, and this really truly is inside exec, not inside sport. <laughs>